I don't know if there's anybody listening, but my generator is dying. So if there is someone out there, this is my last song. This is Laura Merkin, last survivor of Corpus Christi, Texas, saying goodbye. Make a dead man Dun, dun. <clears throat> Greetings and Greetings. salutations. Yeah. How's all those duckers, quackers, and ducklings? All ducklings, little quacks and ducklings out there. Hope Welcome to yeah another episode, Duck and the Usher. We uh, got a little bit of an update on our our mixer, so we've been yeah. playing around with that. So I hope everything sounds good for everybody. It's gonna sound buttery smooth. Should um, things in the world? We are now two weeks. Uh, from our last episode, episode. Oh, oh, I thought you meant quarantine for some and, reason. And <laughs> you know, things are are still well, still going in the same direction they were before. Everything's still shut down for the most part, except for non-essential workers. Uh, it's it's terrible to report, but they, I think we've just crossed the threshold of about fourteen thousand dead uh, uh, as of today, March ninth or April ninth. Is today April ninth? Yeah, I believe it's... so. Um, and you know, with Everything that's going on, you know, our, our attentions have been turned toward the news cycle and other forms of media streaming services, so we can while away the time. And it's uh, it's just been an interesting and, and and strange time to be alive. So we're just taking it in stride and probably do the best we can to uh, not go crazy. And and in that, we'll uh, through that rather through this show, I should say, <laughs> we uh, will continue to you know try to mitigate the uh, the effects of it and at least try to provide some entertainment for everybody and we chose kind of a not so entertaining movie i mean it's yeah. pretty depressing but uh it certainly is bleak and i don't think it helped uh, this reminds me of like when we did frozen yeah this is a very or johnny got his gun very like yeah very similar to uh to that very kind of somber. feel and we need we need to do that on occasion it's a break it up uh, yeah do you want i know you've been movie marathoning it up Bro, what'd you watch i have been uh balls deep in a number of streaming services, I, I've downloaded Shutter and I got Prime Video, so I'm all over Shutter. Shutter <laughs> is a treasure trove for horror fanatics. Uh, I mean, their their library is pretty limited because you can still find horror on other streaming services as well: Tubi, Vudu, Hulu, um, uh, Prime, Netflix, uh, IMDb has a streaming service. A lot of those streaming services though share titles, so you'll see the same shit on IMDb and Tubi and Vudu. You know the free to watch ones with ads. I think even even YouTube has uh, a film library either they do. for buy or rent, and then a lot of free stuff. They had a lot of free stuff. Yeah, public domain stuff that you wouldn't otherwise find a decent copy of. Well, they, well, they also have some really good movies. Uh, my buddy Jason, who was on our Lost podcast, yeah, uh, his mom watched Carriers, and she's like, "That was really depressing." Yeah. Oh, she did. Yeah, she watched <laughs> it because she's a big movie person, and yeah. I was like, "Well, if you want something to cheer you up, there's a movie called Bottle Shock." 
also with Chris Pine. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, Alan Rickman. It's Bill Pullman, and it was free on YouTube. And I was like, oh, just watch it there. And she enjoyed that. That it's, one caught my eye the other day it's too. A, it's interesting. It's about like the seventies when um, California wine finally beat French wine, okay. like in a taste testing, like yeah. like the head honchos of France, and they <clears> fucking won. In the pretty 70s. consistent. I wonder how the. Uh well, I, I don't know if that this whole thing is affecting their industry at all. Maybe people are drinking more. <clears throat> Got some issues over there? Yeah, I don't know. This microphone's being a microphone? little being a little weird. Uh, obviously, everybody... we're recording inside today on my couch. Yeah, it's actually very comfortable. This is nice. I just I need to get another <clears throat> swing arm. Yeah. Um. Obviously, everybody in the world is talking about Tiger King, so we can skip right over that. Yep, I don't um, need to discuss it. I was watching Slave to the Fucking Grind. Fucking Carol Baskin. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Um, from Shudder, I saw quite a diff- quite a few different horror movies. There's a revenge movie called Revenge, uh, which was quite good. Summer of 84 from the people that brought us uh, Turbo Kid. Mm-hmm. It's a little toned down from the violence and everything and the over-the-top nature of Turbo Kid. It's a little more stripped down. Uh, but the soundtrack is good and it feels like um, kind of feels like Stranger Things with a little less like Spielberg worship <clears throat> but uh, altogether it's pretty alright the ending was good um, I watched Threads I know I've talked about that a bunch of times but I rewatched that that was a good one uh, and on over on like Prime I finished Hunters um, <clears throat> Cliffhanger right at the end yeah it was, like, it was I was surprised when he did that thing yeah to that other yeah, character you yeah. know <laughs> spoiler free review there and uh, it feels it's cool, but it's uh, I wish it were more grounded in like some kind of realism, like Mindhunter. Yeah, because it, it goes off the well, rails it, with its hokey sort of Tarantino esque. It does, but it is based know, on like a kind of a yeah kind of true stuff and conspiracy theories. They got like a whole basically like a it's, bat cave it's with full of weapons yeah, and all like, I like Kinsman it. stuff. I do like it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but um, going into it, I thought it was going to be more of a like a closer to reality type of story where they literally. Or hunting Nazis because that happened. They brought a lot of them over yeah. to like what Nuremberg or. I know there's another like Nazi hunter film I need to watch. My brother watched it. It came out last year or something like that. Uh, where they're like in Colombia or something like that, and they're huh. hunting Nazis. I, that sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, I started down the road on the Expanse, great sci-fi show, mm-hmm. um, and I watched just a bunch of other random ones. Just one of the guys for that '80s movie about the chick that wants to be a dude and falls in love with another dude. Uh, I saw Breakdown, and then I watched a couple different documentaries. One was called Why Horror, which is just about you know why. And you just been movie marathon. Like, it up. Dude, that's that's not. I'm not even uh, listing the whole <laughs> list. I watched WrestleMania. I watched City of the Dead, some Fulci stuff, and and just a, a a whole host of things to get me ready for uh, the other segment, which I'll be dropping next week. It's called Zach's Exploitation. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, I've been working on that. I watched <clears throat> Onward. That. I did too. I watched that too. It was yeah. fun. Like if if if, if, good. You, if you have Disney Plus and you're into like D and D and stuff, I yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Definitely tugs at your heartstrings. Like certain. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I, I have certain friends that probably should not watch that movie because you know it's all the whole like missing father situation oh, like that. Like, yeah, I'd want to be like you should watch it, but it might you know. I mean, it's still got a. It's good though. It's Pixar. That's their mo. They, yeah, they, they got like to, they got a tug. They got to make you laugh, make you cry. I liked. Uh, Especially, I really, really identified with uh, Chris Pratt's character because he's got the the denim cut with the <laughs> patches on it and the in the Hesher van, and I was like, "That's me. That's me right there in cartoon form." Or, or um, at I, least, my- I do want to let you guys know uh, we did Little Giants what in February, yeah, and it's now on IMDb for free. So if you didn't get to watch that last time, you guys can watch that now. Yeah, 
Uh, I've I've been watching TV, been working on a magician repairs, the podcast for the book. Oh yeah. Um, I was also, we forgot to mention it last week. I was on Chris Rios's podcast, paper crowns. That's right. I thought Um, that was like two weeks ago. Yeah, we didn't mention it. We we didn't mention that. That's That's why. So check that out. Yeah. Um, You know, Chris Rios and the Rios first. Get into paper crowns in general. Great show. Who else are we? Someone's been um, twittering. Twittering. Oh, we are. Oh yeah, that's right. We. uh, I've I've uh, been talking to film Twitter, uh, and I've kind of I kind of leaned into the horror Twitter. uh, Pretty hard. Tweeting. I said twittering. Yeah. Promote horror was a page that I I uh, started like kind of following, and and then he posts a lot about. Uh, well, just horror, you know, recommendations, movie yeah. reviews, uh, you know, old, uh, you know, little gems lost in the annals of time, uh, and and he's it's super fun if you're a fan of horror, just to you know follow him, and he drops little nuggets for you to enjoy every once in a while. He was doing a live, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> he went live on uh, Twitter just to talk horror, and we had a cool conversation about like remakes, uh, specifically in the horror genre. There seems to be a lot more of them. Um, whether or not they're, you know, good, your opinion on them. Um, if there are any outliers, I think there's quite a few good horror remakes out there. Anyway, it was just a, it was just a joy to talk to him and meet his friends, and so we did a little follow here, follow back. So if you're into horror and you're on Twitter, go uh, check out his page and uh, show him some love. Yeah, we also sorry. have a uh, fix up my microphone. <clears throat> it's cool. We also have um a couple new uh we, we have one new patron we do um for our patron um and she's a new critic so mm-hmm. we will have a little critic response from her so after we got the movie. A, yeah we got an extra uh voice in the critic corner uh her name is just sam and we'll leave it at that for anonymity's sake uh thank you very much for showing your support and enthusiasm for the show uh and interacting with us online so, yeah we, we greatly appreciate that yeah absolutely well let's jump into this um our movie is Carriers. Uh, this movie is actually filmed in 2006, but was released in 2009. That is correct. Um, it had a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 67% in Rotten Tomatoes. It's an hour and 25 minutes. You can watch yep. it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it made $5.8 million worldwide. I couldn't find the budget. No, nah, I don't think it really... I don't, I don't imagine it was much. Um, here are some movies that came out in 2009. We've got Avatar. Okay. Big one. Inglorious Bastards. We're still waiting on that sequel 11 years later. Yeah. Uh, I thought I think he's making it, isn't he? Yeah, he's making it, but it's this gonna take forever. Yeah, he's trying to make three. Have you have you have you rode the one at Disney? No, I've not been there since Dude, they opened it. Badass. Is it cool? Yeah, I waited like for I just two feel and a like half hours. Something but it was that's fun. eleven years old. That property is now gone stale. Nah, people still like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Inglorious Bastards came out that year. Excellent. Uh, Zombieland. Okay. And of course, Star Trek, starring Chris <clears throat> Pine. Oh yeah. Um. In 2009, uh, the best movie, so this was for 2008, right. was Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. And then 2010, yeah, Boyle. Whoop, yeah, 2010 best film, so it came out in 2009, was The Hurt Locker. That's when uh, oh, yeah. James Cameron's wife kind of stuck it to Catherine them. Bigelow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Ex-wife her a couple times, yeah. Uh, yeah, I also have uh, here just a little bit about the uh, directors. So uh, as Josh mentioned, Carriers is a 2009 American post-apocalyptic film. Written and directed by Alex. I want to say it's maybe Alex and David Pastor. I don't know if Alex I'm saying that. David Pastor. Alex and David Pastor. If you say it in the uh, <laughs> Alex anglicized and, uh, American version. Uh, it's about four survivors of a viral pandemic. And so obviously you see why we chose this movie. There's sort of parallels to it. 
we could have easily done like outbreak or um, contagion, but yeah. I think a lot of people have covered those. And a lot of think many people have seen this one. And that's right. why I was yeah. like, it popped into my brain because we were going to do Bubble Boy. That's right. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I want something a little more, a little more obscure, a little or? more obscure. And I remembered this movie. I was yeah. like, wow, there was this movie with Chris Pine. What was it called? That's right. Yeah. And so I looked I've, up, I looked up like contagious Chris Pine film and this popped up. And I was like, that's the movie. I <laughs> hovered over this years ago i've been hovering over this movie only because i had a passing interest in chris pine i think he's a fine actor yeah no he's great and um i i for some reason i just never watched it and it's weird how you know events like these can draw eyeballs to things that otherwise uh you know their lifespan Dude, was, that, some was of the up. some of the clips i got like oh, yeah. really fit into like the world as we know it <laughs> and you get you get sort of like uh, these movies kind of get a second life because of the renewed interest in you know the subject matter mm-hmm. and and so it's it's wild to see i mean outbreak was a major release this one it wasn't exactly i think it, it's such a limited release yeah uh, it was limited in like 5.8 million yeah. worldwide that's yeah. not even domestic no it's worldwide I think domestic was less than a million yeah, if i read correctly and it's, it's largely due to Chris Pine being uh, actually the whole cast has gone on to do great things. Which yeah, they've I, done I a bunch. Talk about it. What, one of my favorite it. actors is in this. Um, Maloney. Fan. Yeah, I love Maloney. Yeah, he, he's just he's come such a long way. Yeah. So you know, it's it's the renewed interest in this movie actually obviously brought us to it, and uh, so we figured we'd uh, watch it. And it's strange how many parallels there are uh, with this, you know, and and what's going on in the world today. So, uh, as Josh mentioned, it was filmed in 2006 and it received a limited release in the United States on September 4th of 2009, following Pine's breakout performance in Star Trek as James T. Kirk. <clears throat> I uh, wish they'd make more of those. There are three. I know there's three, but I want more. Oh, I enjoy those. Those they, kinda, films. They kind of petered off. The third one was kind of. I mean, I'm still waiting for the Quentin Tarantino one. That's yeah, really, that probably. would be wild. And my brother and I would joke. It's like it just takes place on the bridge. That's the whole thing. Just like a bottle episode. <laughs> yeah, like well, no, it's like you know, like sometimes like seven, you know, like seven rooms or like you know, it just takes place yeah. in one location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or hateful f- eight four rooms. Yeah, oh, four rooms. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hateful eight really just takes place in mainly one, in yeah, that the cabin. cabin. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's 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 good writing. Um. So Richard Nelson of Variety says that uh, Carriers has moments of genuinely communicable horror and thus deserves better than the de facto theater quarantine, quote-unquote, because it you know had such a limited release. Paul Chambers um, of CNN Radio said, uh, a little more realistic than a zombie flick with some uh, renegade virus that could make the world a survival of the fittest ordeal, which, you know... I think this movie is very realistic. I, I, I think that's why some <clears throat> some people may say that it's depressing and slow and boring. But sure, it, but it, it it's nothing over the top. I didn't see not at all. Yeah, there's no zombies. There's nothing like it's it's a real something that could happen. Yeah, and I think if you were to make a more realistic quote unquote zombie movie, this would be the way to do it, where the infected people aren't monsters; they're victims, but they chase everybody away because nobody wants to become infected, and and thus they have that sort of zombie-like nature to them because they're you know probably groaning and gurgling with you know with their own maladies oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and then trying to you know get help and so they they they're you know <clears throat> blackballed and pushed out and it's so it's zombie-like i don't know if that movie would ever uh you know come to fruition uh what else here so uh charles cassidy of common sense media said uh he said it's gloom with uh, not much thrills and um alex and david uh later or I'm sorry, Alex and David, the, the uh, directors. I can speak. I can do this. Also yeah, wrote, God, also God. wrote and and directed the the Last Days, which was a 2013 Spanish film, 
also about an epidemic that ravages the world. And in uh, 2015, they, they wrote the screenplay for the movie Selfless that starred uh, Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley with Matthew I Good. watched that. That was okay. About a wealthy uh, man that like transfers his consciousness yeah, into yeah. a younger I, I watched that on Amazon. It just popped up one day. It was <clears> pretty good. <throat> yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, they're currently working on a Netflix movie called The Occupant. Mm. And I think that's going to be a Spanish language film uh-huh. as well. I don't mind watching subtitles. <clears throat> I don't either. Okay, uh, let's see. This movie, do you want to... We can just mention the actors as we go through. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty I, I sure you're going to write them. There's I not mean, many. They're all introduced like right, right at the, the beginning, beginning. So we'll um, talk about that. Also, this movie strangely felt like a like a road trip movie disguised as body horror. Yeah, you know oh, what I'm saying? I feel like I'm a little loud there. Yeah, it's a little. <clears throat> it's interesting. Yeah, and uh, it opens up Paramount Vantage, which is yeah. like kind of the uh, Paramount Pictures lower. Thing, isn't it? I guess so. Yeah, it's just in a subsidiary. You know, there was also a 1998 film called Carriers as well, which had a very similar oh, was premise, but okay. it wasn't like a horror movie. I don't think it was a thriller. But it was a thriller <clears throat> about monkeys or something? <clears throat> Maybe. Probably. I didn't look it up. <laughs> um, we open on an old family video of uh, a family at the beach. It's yeah. pretty. I, I like this transition because it, it's 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 like an old like 16 millimeter camera from like back in the day filming their kids playing in the beach yeah. and then it kind of opens up into widescreen goes up into the sky and then it shows a road so the camera's now flipped upside down and goes right into our scene which i right. thought was a really cool transition for that yeah. um, it kind of like suggests okay they're coming out of their serene and, and safe world and they're driving into a world now yeah and this takes place a head. lot in like the desert so i was kind of wondering it's texas is it Texas? Yeah. Okay, because it said they're going to the beach, so are they going to a beach in Texas? Yeah, probably. Okay, like Corpus Christi or... I don't well, know. What, yeah, what the, yeah, even at the, the beginning of the the episode here, there's that clip where Homegirl says... Oh, Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, Christi yeah. Durr. There we are. I watched this late last night. <laughs> Back in the room. <laughs> um, we we meet the the four main characters. They're they're in a car. They're in a Mercedes Benz, and yeah. Road Warrior is painted on the front. Immediately so a real Mad hand-fisted Max. Mad Max reference. Yeah, yeah, so it's, you know, apocalyptic... Yeah. times boom um they roll up like they're pretty much just talking mm. they roll up on a car and do you want to well, talk the, about the characters yeah, yeah the, uh, you 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 introduced all four of the uh main yeah we got we got brian right danny bobby and kate brian danny bobby and kate brian is chris pine mm-hmm. star trek wonder woman he was also in one of his earlier roles i liked him in was in smoking aces remember that I he, was, he was in that he was one of the three tremor brothers oh it's been a while since I've seen kevin durand and, and i forget the third guy's name um but yeah Fucking, we should cover Smoke and Aces sometime. That one's great. Uh, Piper Parabo plays Bobby, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She uh, you would was in Coyote Ugly, uh, The Prestige, and then she I was think, the main in Coyote Ugly. I think she? so. Yeah, yeah, she was the. Uh, I forget Can't the character's the name. Moonlight. Yeah, that was twenty years ago, dude. You believe that? That's a long time ago. Uh, the Prestige. Um, I don't recall exactly which role. Uh, it's I own the movie. I just she was in the prestige, um, and she's also recently in Angel Has Fallen, that third part to the Fallen series. I saw that on Netflix on or Netflix, something. Yeah, she took over the wife role I, from I Rod do, Mitchell. I do like watching those because but, if they're super dad flicks, man. Yeah, no, it's mostly I just if I want to get like super stoned and just watch a really watch bad action dumb. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I'll put on like Die Hard Five or something. Yeah, <laughs> like something. The, the Fallen movies. Uh, Olympus has fallen, and White House down were like part of that whole parallax movie thing. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Olympus, the White House, Olympus has fallen down. <laughs> Somebody put them together. I think I think uh, honest trailers covered them uh, together. I, I saw the first one, Olympus, and then the second one was like in England. London has fallen. Yeah. And then the Cause, third cause one because Britons need Americans to come save the day. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then Angel has fallen. It's Gerard Butler, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I like how the first two or the first one and the third one I'm Morgan Freeman. Have a code name. Mm-hmm. Olympus and then Angel. And then the, he's London. the protector. And then just boom, London. Yeah. Couldn't have called Could it. Could have been like Corgi is falling. <laughs> <Something laughs> Corgi. Because the queen owns Corgis. I don't oh. know. <laughs> um and Harry um, has fallen. <clears throat> yeah. Uh so yeah, that's Piper Parabo. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lou Taylor Pucci is the Danny, his brother. Daniel, yeah. Uh, I didn't recognize him right away, but he was in, a couple of things. He well, yeah, no shit. He was <laughs> he was in the Evil Dead remake back in thirteen. Mm-hmm. I didn't Only see he it. had it's awesome. If you if it's over the top gore, it's great. He uh, he had long hair and a beard and glasses, and he he was just like one of these like kind of look like Jared Leto studious <laughs> like uh intellectual types who was very no bullshit and uh, he, okay. it was a really good character in that in that movie uh and he was also in two other movies which were like relatively uh unknown other kind of like independent films Thumbsucker and Chum Scrubber they have similar sounding titles and then he was in that really awful movie Southland Tales which was uh Richard Ke- Richard Kelly Richard Kelly's, I think, I think if I'm forgetting the director's name, I apologize, but he did Donnie Darko. Oh, and then okay. after Donnie Darko, he did this movie with The Rock. I am not a fan of Donnie Darko. What? I saw it like twice I in high give, school. I'm, I'm quitting this show You're quitting right the now. Show? No. <laughs> Donnie Darko's fantastic. You want to see a I, I, bad I movie, watch need, S. Darko. I probably need to rewatch it. Maybe that's why. It's fantastic. Anyway, uh, Southland Tales, uh, I don't recommend it. It's sort of like, I don't know, it's hard to describe. The Rock is in it, and Sean William Scott... And uh, a bunch of people who have like weren't they already in a movie together? Mm-hmm. They were in the rundown. Yeah, yeah. Which I is like that movie. Kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun. Yeah, movie. yeah. Uh, but dude, Southland Tales is a weird one. It's uh, I don't know why. It's it's just strange. I I don't <laughs> check it out. Anyway, so yeah, they we got come one up more up, character. Kate. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Kate, Kate, which is Emily Van Camp. She's uh, Agent Thirteen in the Captain America movies. She's uh, Peggy Carter's daughter or uh, niece. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's why she looked familiar. Yeah, yeah the one that uh, he he made out with. She was also in The Ring Two, and she was much younger. Uh, she was recently in that really terrible Ben Hur remake. Yeah, and I don't even know why they remade that. I don't either. And she was on like one of the later seasons of Are You Afraid of the Dark back in the day. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Are you afraid of the dark? <clears throat> where, uh, well, and then and then after this, like the you, they there's a bit of dialogue where they discuss that okay clearly the car is stolen yeah and they've been living in this world uh for some time now yeah you don't get an actual like date on it no. um you do realize that that brian chris Pine's character yeah. um he always talks about he worked in the stadium burying yeah. bodies um right but now it seems like such a hard like a hard-baked story because even they because are like, they're like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're talking maybe what six months a maybe year? maybe a year into I would this? say that they're just kind of traveling. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying. He's talking about like disposing of mass graves. Mass graves. Holy and shit! They're trying to go to Turtle Beach, which is the beach at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the film that uh-huh. their parents used to take them to. They're just like, yeah. we're gonna go surfing. We're, we're gonna, gonna have a go good time. Let the virus there's, burn itself out. Yeah, there's an old like hotel there. We can stay there and go scavenging. Yeah. Um, they run into there's a car like an SUV parked in the middle of the road. Yeah, parked across and the road blocking they the, kind of uh, stop the way. they're like you need to move and we meet christopher maloney which is frank yeah um and he he's kind of walking towards the car it kind of looks like he has a gun but he just has like a he needs gas he he's needs, got a, he needs gas. a siphon 
Or no, he's got a wrench. He's got a wrench. He's or like, as I the need, Brits call it, a span. He's like, I need gas. And then you see a little kid pop up in the back seat, mm-hmm. and she's got a mask on, and it's filled with blood. And yeah. he's like, she's infected. Yeah. And they just fucking speed off, and Christopher Maloney hits like the window. What? What? Did, yeah. Was that encounter what caused the leak? Because as they drove away, you yeah, could see they when, when they drove away because the road was kind of like oh, uh, he went off on the shoulder. He went off on the shoulder of the road and it like it scraped the oil pan, so they were leaking oil oh, the entire way down. And that that causes them to break down further down the road. Uh, Christopher Maloney, um, for the for anyone who's confused, is in SVU. He plays Stabler. Um, I have a little clip uh, of that of uh, the it's the rules. Oh yeah, uh, it's they, just coming up on that. Yeah, yeah so I, I have that clip, cool. and and this kind of really these are the rules that they need to survive. They need to survive, to survive yeah. and this kind of fits uh, a little bit of a today's type of thing. Yeah, it Here. sounds very. There we go. Similar. They'll die out there. Everyone dies. The rules are simple. At least that's how my brother sees it. One, avoid the infected at all costs. Their breath is highly contagious. Two, disinfect anything they've touched in the last 24 hours. Three, the sick are already dead. They can't be saved. You break the rules, you die. You follow them, you live. Maybe. Yeah, so you can kind of hear the car's drain pan right. dragging along. So it uh, it stalls, and they they sort of get out of the car, and you and this is cool because it's sort of like a a nice little piece of uh, character development without having to like write it into the yeah. script. Is just uh, Chris Pine's character shooting at a a billboard that, of, a, of a police officer, yeah. like vote for sheriff. Yeah, and it, it says it sort of like says something about his character that he has like a disdain for authority figures, and that you know. Gives you a little more insight. He's he's early the, he's on the of leader like, of this yeah. of this foursome. By yeah, you know, he has the gun. He holds the gun. They only have one gun. Yeah. So they broke down and they're like shit. So they grab their gas and they start walking back to Frank and right. his daughter because now they want to take his gas. Yeah. So it's pretty ruthless. Like like this is what gave me mm, those Mad Max feels. Like it is a road trip movie because it's you know they're sticking to. The freeways and they're and they're leeching off of everything that can find up and down the way. And even even Daniel, the brother, is like, you know, we should have helped that guy. Yeah. So you can kind of see the dynamic of Chris Pine of, of yeah. Brian saying like, nope, it, we're going to where we're going. Don't help anyone. Just go. Right. We're out for ourselves. And then, you know, Danny's kind of the younger. Yeah. Well, why didn't we? Yeah. Help more him compassionate. Out. Exactly. He he and uh, uh, the Bobby character kind of share a similar. Mm-hmm character traits they're both a little more compassionate uh when it comes to things whereas uh brian and is pretty hard line and even kate's kate is pretty the one quiet right now bird dogs the girl is like mm, oh, she's yeah. affected let's fucking boogie we, we also realized because brian calls kate danny's girlfriend they had found yeah they're not kate yeah they don't really uh, know each other that they way. don't really know each other they yeah. had found her in a house um mm. you know like a, a mcmansion is what he called yeah it. that's right so she's kind of a wealthy they must have chick. like gone through all the, yeah they the were car they stole the, was a, like a mercedes, a mercedes so yeah. i think they probably were scavenging and found her in a and yeah in a like, rich neighborhood you and can shit. come with us yeah um they go back uh to um to to <clears> frank <throat> go back to frank uh, um i have a little clip of that well they they also Oh, okay, okay. So you get the whole like carjacking attempt and all that. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay. Yeah, here, here we go. Hey, 
Frank Holloway. We're gonna need your car. Yeah, figured as much. You really want to splatter your brand new vehicle with the insides of someone who, for all you know, may be infected? We got loads of Clorox. Cleanup is not my chief concern. Right, that's all right. That's close enough. I picked up a radio transmission from a school outside of Farmington last week. People from all over the state are traveling there. For what? CDC. They set up some kind of emergency response center. They've got a new serum. That's one hell of a story, man. I don't think I've heard that one yet. <laughs> Are they getting results? No, they're not getting any results, Kate. They've got a new treatment. And I am taking my daughter there in this car. Now, if you're on board with that, great. If not... This is a fairy tale, and he knows it. It's the Baltimore vaccine all over again. It's a bunch of retrovials that don't work for shit. So go ahead, Brian. Shoot him in the head. Wait. I like how he says the Baltimore vaccine all over again. So there was like, you know, people are trying to find vaccines oh, for yeah. this and none of them worked. <clears throat> I really, I think this movie could be expanded on. Like, uh, there's a lot of, uh, like, um, you, you potential be, for like greater, bigger stories. Like yeah, like expand carriers out in North Carolina, carriers and, you know, like, because right. this just takes place with one story. And, and that's one thing I kind of like about this movie is that mm -hmm. it's, there could be a bigger story going on somewhere else. Yeah. And I like and those subtle just, clues that, that, and we're just getting a piece from some that, random people. Yeah. And I think that's incredibly clever. Anybody who looks at this movie on the surface and says, you know, it's boring, maybe isn't paying attention to those subtle little things that that make it richer because you know if you're shooting a movie on a shoestring budget and you're trying to make the best thing out of it you can without having to you know force it into mm -hmm. the exposition boom that's a that's a, a really clever way to do it they they end up taking frank and their daughter but uh who is it bobby that has the idea or was it kate uh i i uh, I can't remember. I think it's but one of the girls. Yeah. Girls, he's like, I well, have an idea, and yeah. they they put them in the back of the SUV, and they, they create like a like a a tape a barrier barrier so that like they can't breathe on them because it, it's done through breath, right? And they and they disinfect the the truck top to bottom. Everybody has gloves and and, and, masks. Uh, and masks. I, I like their masks that they wear because they yeah. drew little faces on them. I wonder if that was intentional to say something about the characters, the characters, because the the two um, more hardline of the four. Uh, Bobby, I'm sorry, Brian and Kate mm -hmm. have vampire fangs on their and, on the masks. And Kate just has a smile, right? Yeah, and uh, Danny's is like a, a like tongue, a thumb, yeah. like a like a thumb yeah. uh, sticking out of the mouth, which could allude to his his innocence because this is his brother. Silliness. He's the younger brother, sort of like trying to, in his own fascist, violent way, kind of trying to shield him from the the more difficult decisions and realities in the world. And and, and Danny's slowly like, you know. Uh, coming into his own as a man and as somebody who can like uh, uh, accept the objective realities of the new world they're in but he's been you know guarded and shielded by his brother who's losing a little it. crazy and, and you do get a little bit of a taste of some of brian's like crazy ideas some skewed ideas um because he's listening to a uh, like a televangelist or a radio yeah, evangelist. The yeah the televangelist because he even thinks he's like well i'm immune because i you yeah know, did all this stuff because i'm chosen by god yeah so they take they t i like uh frank's car it says world's greatest dad yeah on the front of it um <clears throat> yeah my vote yeah brian's talking about he's working in mass graves again yeah um, yeah the preacher on the radio is like i'm immune and then the preacher starts coughing and frank's like so much for that immunity yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then that they get they get in a little tiff and he's like uh and he's like, is that what you think? He's like, do you think that my that God is punishing my daughter? Which is 
parallel to what these asshats will come on, you know, major major news channels like Falwell or uh, you know, uh, any number of these these clowns that are televangelists who are trying to sell like miracle cures or oh, saying yeah. that, that that snake oil the, salesman. Yeah, exa- <laughs> yeah, essentially. And and the to think that there is a <laughs> that something is punishing anybody by by killing 11,000 people just because we we didn't, you know, Follow your yeah. rules is just a silly, silly thing. Uh, the car loses control at one point because they're kind of playing around and yeah. Well, whatnot. homegirl, yeah, homegirl starts fucking with Brian and then he loses control because he's not. He has this illusion of control the whole time. He does this illusion, but he's really just off the rails. And I, um, I think well, that that's sort of like a symbolic sh- telling. Yeah, because at one point he was like in the Mercedes, he's drinking a beer, yeah. and he's like, "Look around with no he's hands, like, and I'm speeding." Yeah. Uh, when when the car kind of loses control, they recover, but they see another car on the side of the road, yeah. and they're like, "Let's steal some gas." Get the gas, very Mad Max. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, uh, who's it? It's a uh, Brian, Brian, Brian and, and Danny, Danny get yeah. out, and they realize that there's there's a key to the uh, the gas cap. Okay, so, so yeah, they gotta go. They, they gotta, gotta go and grab the, the key, uh, but there's a dude in there that's yeah. all like fucked up. Very very much looks like uh, was it Captain Trips from the Stand? Was that what it was called? I don't remember. You ever see the stand? Mm-mm. Well, it's like virus gets loose and wipes out part of the yeah, population he, to just, start the story. Like, he's just looking all red and his eyes are all bloody. And he's, yeah. looks like it looks like he's dead. It looks like he's dead. Yeah. So he kind of re- Danny reaches in to get the keys. The keys fall down and uh-huh. then he grabs it. And then the dude, like you hear this, uh, this little death rattle. Yeah, and he like you know kind of goes to grab him and Danny freaks the fuck out. You know. Yeah. And they end up getting the gas. They just shut the door and leave him there too. Yeah, that, yeah that's they don't even sort help of like. Because there is no help there. Like, there's, yeah, there's no know. cure. It's you just really have to shut off your humanity and, and treat these people like 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 cockroaches, essentially. Because it, it even like get a glimpse of that later. They uh they head on back down the road, and like Danny starts to regale the little girl with like stories of of his childhood to to you know keep her happy and yeah kind of lighten yeah, the mood. Yeah, Daniel's talking about wh- where are we going? Levity. Oh, we're going here yeah, and going talking beach. about the beach. They uh, they end up stopping for the night. Yeah, they do camp for the night, and, and and this is right here is where I wrote like fucking crazy parallels, you know, so far in the movie. Also, I did find out that the little girl um, playing his daughter, her name is Kiernan Shipka. Mm-hmm. She is now currently the lead star on Sabrina on Netflix. So Sabrina Spellman. That's her. That's her. Yeah. Oh wow. She's all grown up. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Bobby get I think it she on. She was the only one to get an award or a nomination for this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, she did a good job. Yeah, she did real good. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Bobby, Brian's girlfriend or whatever, they go and have sex. <laughs> they they think they're going to. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they 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 have a fire. They start hearing gunshots. Yeah, there's, there's like there's, a there's chase like, in the dark. Yeah, there's like this big you know big ass dually truck with mm-hmm. like a light bar and it's chasing a dude down. Yeah. Uh, they cover up the fire and you see that they shoot the dude like mm-hmm. execution style. Yeah. So it's you kind of get again a glimpse into the world. Yeah, what, just what a, else just is a going little out taste. There, yeah. Like they're lucky where they are because they're so far out in the desert. Yeah, uh, or you know far flung from you know major population centers. So it it makes you this movie raises a lot more questions than it answers. Which again, I think is great for the world building. It makes you uh, like watching this the second time because it's been a while since I've seen this movie. Yeah, um, yeah, it definitely it makes you ask questions, and that's yeah. really what movies should do. Is so you should walk away and be like, like, wait a minute, what, what about this? What yeah, about that? what's going on in like major cities? Um, they as they're driving, they're they're about to get into town, and there's a guy tied up to a windmill. Yeah, and I wrote this down. It says chinks brought it. Yeah, and it's a Chinese dude, and yeah. I'm like, no, talk- it's a Mexican guy. Was it a Mexican it's guy? It's a Mexican dude, but. The sign said, said that Shinks brought, brought the it. virus. Yeah, so I, either way, I'm like, that's, so, yeah, that's it's very... Doubly, it's doubly racist. Doubly yeah. racist and 
pretty close to what's crazy people and this are talking was 14 about here. years ago when this movie was filmed. yeah 2006 holy crow and well i mean it's easy to to jump to that as as for china being the source because so many um viruses started over there sars swine flu you know and it's, it's just a, it's I a big it's population just, yeah it, i think that it's yeah more of a symptom of a, such a, a heavy close quartered area yeah, yeah. close quartered population uh, they're driving through town and man like this town is just empty empty yeah. streets and uh, it's full of biohazard waste. biohazard waste there's a dump truck that says human remains as they drive by there's just body bags pouring out of the dump truck yeah. like spilling again it makes you think like holy shit like, there should be a pre pre prequel to this should be more to should this be movie more to or, the story. or expand upon it i think it needs a sequel yeah um dude um, that's that's oh, they, why i said like they were kind of treating people like cockroaches yeah, pretty because much. It's just, oh, you're sick, it's dead. Just like, boop, done. Yeah. Because he even says later, oh, oh, are we, gonna, yeah, are we coming that. to that? Yeah, okay, all right, cool, cool. Um, there's they go a, to a high school, right? Uh, yeah, they go to like the, the school, the CDC emergency. Um, the Frank gets out that Bobby, the girl, stays with the kid. You know, the kid's still in the back. Right. Uh, all taped up, like, so she can't get exposed or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they're walking through the school. Yeah. You know, and it's deserted. Just like uh, most places. What was it like? They look into a classroom that had beds in it, and it's like your future is here. Yeah, or like career or, day. Yeah, career day. Your yeah. future is here, and there's yeah, just yeah. like blood on the beds. And, and it gives them a chuckle. And yeah, like, um, macabre. But Kate keeps checking the phones. Pay phones. There's a whole pay yeah. phone bank. You, you don't really realize why yet, but she's always she's just and it's Verizon. Yeah, <laughs> everything says Verizon Wireless. That's right. That's sponsored right. By Verizon. It made me think: Were there more? payphones around in the mid to late 2000s than i remember because maybe you know i wasn't i was using a cell phone then and i never needed for uh, to use a payphone and i can't remember the last time i did use there's a payphone. there's uh there's one payphone and t- there's a couple payphones in town i've seen oh and here you're in town yeah it, uh if you go down pence no florida where yeah. the where the century link office is yeah payphone sitting right there oh i thought it was emptied no i drove by it the other day and i saw it <laughs> no shit yeah okay uh so they're going through um and you see a kid run by and they're like what the hell so they follow him into a gymnasium Mm -hmm. and you see like beds upon beds upon beds yeah there's uh the big uh the 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 plastic curtains curtains surrounding all of them like mosquito curtains but they're plastic yeah and then there's a giant tent that's uh sealed off at the end and there's a doctor with a bunch of kids and i have a little clip Uh, this clip's a little long i think it's about three minutes but it's uh excellent it's good here we go yes are you in charge here? No, you, uh, you want Dr. Lindis. His office is on the second floor of the old math building. But you won't find him there. Died on Thursday. Doctor, we've come all the way from Colorado. We heard that you had a serum here. It's my daughter. Just, my daughter's very sick. How long? A little over a week. Is she bleeding from her ears yet? No. Well, bring her in. Okay, kids, these nice people are gonna take you to parents. We're all waiting outside. So, as soon as we finish our medicine, we'll all be right as rain. What are you doing to these kids? What's that? Where's the serum? The serum? (laughs) Yes, we had a serum. For three days, it stabilized the patients. If you actually improved, three days. That's the best that we could do for anyone else in the world, as far as I know. 
Staved off the virus for three days, prolonged sickness and pain for 72 hours. Well, I'm not prolonging it anymore. What's in the punch? Potassium. Lots and lots of potassium. Now, if you'll excuse us. No. No, stop. You can't do this. Kate, they're sick. They're already dead. Let's go. Brian, who's dead? Kids. My daughter's alive! Yes. She's not dead. Another place. Stop Kate. pulling the goddamn curtain. Please. Please. Give me a gun. Frank, stay where you are. Give me your gun, Brian. Frank, you know I can't do that. Give me the gun. No, stop. Stop! Stop! God damn you! Stop it! Now! Put that down. Put it down! Look around you. We lost power two weeks ago. We sucked the town dry of gas just to run the generators. There's nothing left. Don't. Please don't. Sometimes choosing life is just choosing a more painful form of death. So yeah, the you know the doctor is pretty much making potassium juice, and if you put a lot of potassium, I mean you're basically gonna you die. <laughs> uh, an overload of potassium will kill you, or yeah, just I forget what it's called. Pass out. It's um no, it, it'll fucking kill you. Oh wow, um, I didn't know that. Uh, while you look that up, I do want to bring up a point. The the actor playing the doctor is Mark Moses. Um, he was in uh, what I remembered him from was uh, he was in Platoon. He was Lieutenant Wolf in Platoon. Uh, which was about 20 years before this movie, but, um, you know, fucking awesome war movie. Uh, he, the, the doctor says that line, sometimes choosing life is uh, choosing a more painful death. It's a statement that extends beyond the, the physical to the mental and, uh, and the spiritual as well. The body may survive, but is it worth the loss of one's humanity? Uh, this is from a review from uh, Dave Blecker, I believe. Dave Dave Becker, excuse me, and uh, he makes a solid point here about <clears throat> the movie and, and its themes. He says, um, throughout most of the film, you'll witness uh, similar encounters where each raises a question not so much of what it takes to survive, uh, but what it means to survive. So, you know, if you're prolonging the inevitable just because you're living, quote unquote, is it? Is it a quality of life that's worth fighting for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, pretty much it's it's. It's like potassium chloride. It basically yeah. just gives you oh, okay. a heart attack. And in watching this, you see like the there are super hard. Yeah, the doctor's infected. All the kids yeah. are infected. He's just like, you know, this is the easy way out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there are very difficult uh, um, decisions that one has to make. Like, and, and you got to respect, you know, people's dignity to make those decisions. Like, yeah. You know, trying to force somebody against their will. Well, he wants his kid to get fixed. And, <laughs> and after this happens, we, we get a cut to um, the car and, you know, Bobby's playing with the little kid through right. the, uh, through the little 
plastic. Yeah. And then she, the kid collapses. She can't breathe. And Bobby's like, so uh, yeah, her uh, breathing becomes labored. She puts on her mask and she opens up the thing because there's like oxygen in the back. Mm -hmm. And when she takes the kid's mask off, it coughs <laughs> blood all over her. Yeah. Infected. Yeah. And it, and like, She's immediately immediately she's she like freaks oh, out oh, yeah oh. she she sees them coming back out she yeah. tapes it back up she takes her jacket off yeah it's got blood on it and um, and 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 there again just as i was talking about like yeah. the the sort of dilemmas the personal dilemmas that one would have in this situation so nobody saw you get you know uh exposed but you also don't want to be left alone. Yeah. So do you sacrifice other people for your own selfish needs to stay? This humanity. That's the struggle, I know right? it's crazy. And, and, and some of the decisions they make later in the movie, like are incredibly heart wrenching. And I can't imagine, I can't ever imagine what that would be like. Uh, when, when they get back to the car, uh, Frank's like, what's wrong with my daughter? He's like, Oh, she just collapsed. And yeah, so, <laughs> it was super, yeah. he, he's, he's, yeah, he's on to these people. He knows. Yeah, exactly. he knows. Like, and he's, she, he's not going to get what he wants. The girl him. wants to go to the bathroom, and he's like, "Well, can she you got to poop?" Yeah, can you walk there because he doesn't want them to leave. Yeah. Um. She, the kid, tries taking a couple steps, collapse. Uh, the dad even looks at Daniel, and he's like, "You look like a good guy. Yeah. You'll make the correct decision." Yeah. Uh, he picks up the daughter. They're walking towards the bathroom, and they drive away. Yeah. They unload their shit and drive that away. That was rough. And, you know, Frank doesn't even look back. He's just, no. his daughter's like, what's that song that yeah. you like to sing? It's a, it's a busy spider. spider as they're walking. And that's the last we see of Frank. Yeah. And that's and why I like Christopher Maloney in this, is you get like little tastes. It's really affecting. Little tastes of characters. Yeah. And then it's because it's really about these four people at yeah. the moment. We didn't, we, did we get a anything that, that told us what Frank did for a little Nope. Nothing. No? Nope. He just, he's from Colorado and he's yeah, trying to get SUV. help for his daughter. An SUV that said "World's Greatest Dad." That was yeah. It. So I can imagine he's some kind of blue collar something. Yeah, something. Yeah, uh, they, they, uh, they end up cleaning the back of the SUV later. Yeah, they go hog nutty on it. Yeah, and, and, and while that's happening, Bobby takes her jacket and throws it underneath the SUV so they can't see that she got exposed. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, they find a golf course. Yeah, they find they, like a, they a wanna, country club. Yeah, I was gonna get a clip of that, but I was like, man. Uh, and and like most places, the hotel is deserted and um. So and this this kind of takes me back to that the idea that their masks is kind of indicate who they are in yeah. an underlying way because immediately homegirl starts checking out the uh, payphones and then you know Chris or yeah uh, Brian is uh, uh, rummaging through they they go to the kitchen they're looking for stuff in yeah. there well they, the, the payphone thing Kate's checking the payphone and Bobby's like why are you checking these payphones yeah they're, they're and not, she's like well I, I want to call my parents and it's like they don't work your parents are dead yeah. And she's yeah. like, well, they were on a cruise ship. They got off on an island. Like, they're fucking dead. Yeah. Like, and we'll be dead soon, too. Yeah. She already knows in her mind that she's, she's got, you know, a borrowed time. Yeah, Brian's trying to kiss her and stuff yeah. like that. And she's, and she's like, avoiding, avoiding him. Avoiding it yeah, as yeah. much as possible. Uh, and, and, again, like, back to the, the what I was saying about their masks is they have the vampire fangs. And mm -hmm. the two uh, of them are... are immediately like start leeching off of resources let's get gas let's, let's get the food let's uh let's 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 go uh let's go clean the pool and go golfing like yeah they're like oh they're there's leeching a, off yeah, of the, things like the a, pool scene like, like a vampire and they're could you imagine falling in that pool fuck no so chris you know what? chris pine's like digging I'm falling in some rotten ass pools oh, i'm not falling in some swamps <laughs> and shit but yeah he, he's like there's this pool it's full of shit he's got like the pool skimmer and he's digging down in there and he's on the the diving board yeah he's on the diving board and it gets stuck and he pulls it out and there's a body that yeah. comes out like a dude in a hazmat suit yeah he freaks out he almost falls in 
everyone rushes yeah, to his rescue. That was kind of a cool scene because that looked real close. However, they filmed it like he literally legit. Like, he was grabbing, grabbed it, onto yeah. that and shit. He's about and I was to like, oh, they damn. save his ass. He doesn't get exposed. How did you film that? I, I wonder how many times he actually did fall in. Oh, I and bet. then had to set reset up no. the shot in dry clothes. If that's how they achieved it, I don't know. Nasty. Yeah, uh, they go play golf. Um, yeah, and immediately Brian does a jackass Johnny Knoxville to the fucking yeah into golf the cart. thing, and then he's trying again to have sex with Bobby, mm-hmm. and Bobby's like, come down here and get in the same. Bobby's like, no, and he's like, what the fuck? She's like, uh, I'm gonna get yeah. dirty. You're gonna get me dirty. He's like, it's fucking sand. <laughs> um, and he ends up kissing her anyway. Yeah, which uh, we're like, what? Yeah, I, at this point, like you as the viewer, just have that third person omniscience yeah. uh, to like, what's going like on. Shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah, they're doing some. Like, they're oh, like fuck. they're like they're driving golf balls into the hotel, yeah. like into the windows. We figure out the uh, uh, Kate. Kate's really good at it. She breaks a window, and when the window breaks, it goes into the hotel room, mm-hmm. and it's a hotel room that's got guns. Bleach. Yep. It's been taped off. It's been sanitized. And there's a like, radio squawk. There's a radio. They're like, "Hey, John, you there? John, 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 are you there?" Or whatever. It's Larry, Larry, whatever. Larry, the fuck Larry's his name the guy is. in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so we realize that something's up around here. Yeah, and well, they, yeah, they start saying that we're coming back, and and none of them are you know within earshot to know that there's anything arriving. Yeah, and uh, it's and night. They get back pretty soon. Yeah, it's nighttime, and they're walking around, and it, it, Bobby and Bobby and Daniel get chased. Right. Uh, no, uh, Kate, Kate, and yeah, Kate, Kate Daniel and get chased by because they, they see like see a flashlight. And they're like, "Oh shit, like, that's not like, Brian." They're down here. You can hear. Yeah. It's very uh, reminiscent of the crazies. Yeah, you know, these, to me in a these way. These guys are in hazmat suits, and there like, was even up. like a kind of a, a little nod toward like Jurassic Park with the kitchen scene. And they yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> uh, they hide in the kitchen. They grab like a knife, and the guys looking around. The, yeah. yeah, it's very Jurassic Park kitchen yeah. scene. I was like, how did you not see those kids dipping around that? But corner these guys of that got cabinet? like these guys got shotguns. Um, Brian sees a horse trailer. Pretty much the yeah, um, he's outside drinking. Yeah, he's outside drinking. He he gets one of the dudes down, and he's like, "Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you?" And then all the other dudes come out. Yeah. And they're like, "Get off of them." And they have everybody else in tow. They bring them outside. Yeah. They're holding them at gunpoint. And They're wondering where Larry is. They're yeah. like, where the fuck is Larry? Yeah, and then we they, don't know sh- the they show him that he's in the pool. So they think yeah. that they killed Larry. Right. And he's like, no, no. Well, the one guy stops and he's like, we're not that kind of people because they were trying to force them to leave, but they were going to keep the yeah, girls. Not yet. Yeah, they no? did. Well, I mean, they, they, they find Larry. And then they're yeah. like, all right, you guys just get the fuck out of you here. You guys have to leave. Yeah. yeah. And then one of the dudes is like, we're going to keep the women. And he's like, nah, we're not, we're not like that. Yeah. And, and then they, they, point the gun at him too yeah they turn on like the leader because they even say like you're not the you know we don't work at the mill anymore yeah you're not the in charge of us you're not the foreman another little detail about about where they came from yeah uh they make the girls strip because they want to make sure they're infected and this is where we find out that bobby has got the infection yeah and so that causes everybody to uh lose their shit they they force all four of them to get into the uh the car and they uh they just leave and they leave uh, they, they take all their st- they take all their gas. Yeah, they took everything. They, they took yeah. everything they had. They're like, so like, like we need this. Like, so do we. But fuck off. You're yeah, dead. Yeah, we have guns. So. Yeah. And the uh, the next day uh, is just show a little passage of time. The next day they arrive at a at a gas station. Yeah. And there's uh, there's a vigil like around the side of the corner for some of the dead. Um, they're, they're, we must be really close to the Mexican border because there's a lot of Mexican culture. Yeah, they're they're trying to find the key to turn on the gas pump. Yeah. Um, they end up going back into the car, and then we have this little clip. Yeah. Get up. I 
I said get out. I'll get in the back. That's not what I said. Last you for you a few days. You love me, don't you? For the food. Ryan, I'll wear a mask. I, I didn't know. Hell, you didn't know. I... Don't you do that? Don't you lie to me? I wasn't, I wasn't sure. He's looking here. When you get to town, you find a, a comfortable place, you know, with a good bed. And get yourself a blanket, even if it feels hot now. I'm out to water. Do it before you toot me. Yeah. So Bobby gets the boot. I was particularly affected by this scene. I think this is what like sealed it for me that I that I liked this movie. Yeah, because it's it's a really like it shows oh, the humanity shit. of it. Like what is the lack of well the the lack from him and and her and just right. The, well, I suppose yeah, the, yeah just the, the humanity as a spectrum. Like, yeah, the, she was the human secrets, and then he's being real human hard nature. line human yeah. nature. You know, there's something I uh, I saw that we that we just skipped over. That I, I wanted to talk about when mm-hmm. back at the. Uh, um, the country club. Yeah. In the in the in the first scene when they come in and she's being very standoffish, she's standing in the kitchen and there's a reflective surface, and every time the camera cuts to you know either one of them depending on who was speaking, it was it was shot through the reflection so you never see them actually looking at each other. Oh really? Yeah, they are looking at each other. Yeah. But it's shot over their shoulder with one in the foreground and then one as a reflection, so you never see their eyes actually meeting as they're talking. So you can see that she's sort of. Distancing. Detached. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, right after this part. Uh, oh, yeah. This is uh, where it's so. Yeah. Uh, boo, 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 boo. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're running out of gas. Right. They're driving down the road. And, and the, uh, this, this is another piece of character development from Brian uh, where he's a real selfish prick because he asks for a beer immediately after kicking his, his left for dead yeah. girlfriend on the and, side and, of the road. And it kind of goes full circle from the beginning because he says like, yeah, it's warm like beer. Piss. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does another full circle right here with the scene that's coming up. Another like car. It, it immediately mirrors the first encounter they had with uh, but, Chris Maloney. But a little different this time. But a little different, yeah. Yeah, so they're driving. They see a car coming by. They learned Chris from that Pine. first encounter, and they know we, they can't take any more dead weight. Yeah, swings, like, like blocks the car. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniel's like, I'm going to handle this. Daniel gets out. 
and he's like, "Excuse me, we we just need some gas." And mm-hmm. it's two ladies, and they're like, "No, we can't help they you." Try go to away. appeal to their faith by bringing yeah, they, up they, the, they see the the, the Jesus fish. The Jesus fish, and he's yeah. like, "How about help a fellow Christian?" Yeah, yeah. He points to Katie. He's like, "My wife's pregnant. We're just trying to do that." And even the lady is like, "They're like, no, nope. like nope." Back and they it up. Start backing up. Brian gets out and just starts blasting. Yeah, well, he kills, kills the driver, kills right? the driver yeah. and then he's yelling at the passenger, "Get the fuck out!" Passenger gets out, shoots Brian yeah, in the she fucking was packing leg too. Shoots Brian in the leg. He shoots her in the chest, dead. Yeah. And what does he do? He tells Daniel to go get the fucking gas. And he he killed them with uh, relative ease. Like, and 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 it makes me believe that you know he had killed before because he kind of reveals that later too. Yeah. Um. And this is this is totally when it becomes like leans into that Mad Max homage it again just, as well. Goes, like his mind is just going. He just mm-hmm. wants to get to that beach and want everything to right. be over. Um. It, when they're driving, they're driving in the rain because uh, they they have an argument. Uh, Daniel and them, they have yeah, an argument. they sort of have like a an argument about the, like the uh, the morality of their the morality, choices. Yeah, and then you know they realize they're like you know, and then Brian tells him he's like, I had to kill mom and dad. Yeah, because you know, because I and I had to protect you. From I had to that. protect you from that because he's like, I he's like you said they were just they were These already the, dead. Yeah. He's like, no, they were sleeping. They had the disease. I went up and got. Mm dad's gun and i shot the parents and all this stuff and it's sort of like a nightmare scene where he, yeah there's also a nightmare scene where, where you see daniel grabbing yeah. the gun and like his parents and then there's like a sheet and yeah. it's breathing he rips the sheet off and it's bobby uh-huh. all and then he fucking and it's know. because he's starting to realize that he he has to fall in line with these rules the rules to yeah. survive yeah um, he's sort of losing that innocence here or whatever is left of it from his uh youth because his his, his youth keeps coming flooding his, back into his, his memory. His environment is starting to take over. Yeah. Uh, Brian's not doing well. He's in the back seat. Um, he's been shot in the leg. Uh, they stop at a house, mm-hmm. and Daniel kind of goes through the top window of the house, yeah. and he gets startled because there's a dead guy with a gun. It's a dead woman. Oh, it's a dead woman, sorry. Yeah. Uh, with a shotgun. He takes the shotgun. He opens up another door, and there's a dog, fucking German Shepherd, eating. Gnawing on the gnawing remains. on the remains. I mean, and, and that's a good point, because your pets will fucking eat you. Yeah, if they're hungry die. enough. Cats cats will more yeah. faster than dogs will. But uh, Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they love you, but there's no loyalty. Yeah, there's no loyalty. You're a meal once once, you're, uh, when, <laughs> once you expire. When people are starving, <laughs> there's no loyalty for anything. Yeah, true, yeah. All right? yeah. Uh, hunger is... Bad. So there's there's meds in the room with the dog, and he sees him on the bedside table. But the dog is being very territorial of his shoots kill. The dog. <laughs> yeah, so he yeah he shoots the dog, grabs some dog. stuff. Um, Kate's like, where, where the f- why are you covered in blood? He's like, it's, <clears throat> it's not mine. It's well, no, and he goes, he goes, it's not human. It's not contagious. So I guess uh, animals don't get yeah that carry. And that was the thing. that was the thing for a while in the news around is like, don't worry about your pets. But then, now like, they're getting it. Yeah. Now animals are are testing positive. Well, for it. Uh, coronavirus uh, cows get those. Like you have to, if you own cattle, you have to. There's a strand of the coronavirus oh, really? that you have to uh, oh. give uh, shots to your cow, a bovine type of thing or whatever. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Um, makes uh, he so he he's, he makes he's Brian, gonna address the wound. He right? makes Brian pull down his pants. Yeah, and, and he sees that he has he sees that he has now been infected. Infected, yeah. Um, um the uh, he tells and, and Brian, Danny Brian, that they, Daniel even looks at the gun. Yeah, and the seat, and Brian kind of moves the he gun moves away because yeah, he knows what's happening. So. Back on the road then, Brian. Well, hold on. Kate's taking a hobo shower. Oh, okay. She kind of wipes down. And when Daniel walks oh, up she to her, knew. she's like, he's infected, isn't he? Yeah. Like, she knew, like, yeah. right off the bat. Because she's, she's got eyes on everything the whole time. And she, she intentionally she's, keeps she's the, the quiet distance one. from everybody. Yep. And, she's kind of uh, out for herself. And this is why, this is why I keep, keep thinking about the masks. Because, like, hers and, and Brian's are the fangs. And then 
Danny's is is like this, like a little tongue sticking out because he's he's naive to everything and and there's sort of like a symbolic yeah yeah move and a little bit yeah that, I remember yeah. that I caught that um they 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 drive they stop to rest um and when they do you know Brian's already wrapped up in a blanket you can tell he's yeah. setting in he's getting cold yeah um, he starts he's to like, reflect he's like give me the keys on a lot of things and I have the keys of the car because they don't want him to leave them right so now he's doing the same fucking thing you right. know not following his own rules yeah. And he, um, he starts to tell Danny about how they dumped live infected people into the mass graves. I think I have and a clip. Is that part it, of your is, clip? This is the clip when, when he's trying to take the gun and he wakes up, right? Uh, no, he says this stuff and then he was passes it before? Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. So I grabbed the wrong clip. But that's okay. Yeah, so you, you find out that yeah, when yeah. he was doing the stadium burial. He was doing some really, really gnarly he's stuff. Like, pe that people were still moving when they went in there. And we'd look at the foreman and mm -hmm. the foreman would, the supervisor would ignore it. And so yeah. they had to ignore it. So he's like, like, yeah. he's like, we buried live there's, there's people. No, there's no way to help them. And that, that's the, the, the horror of, of it all. I, uh, I do have a little clip. Um, yeah. When he falls asleep, Daniel tries to go get the gun and the keys. Yeah. And uh, Danny wakes up right when he's trying to grab the gun. And here's just a little because kind of thing. You can kind of see uh, you can, uh, Brian. You can kind of see Brian's Because fate. now it's, it's Danny who's forced to make these hard choices. Yeah. Hey, Danny. Danny. To tell you something. It's a secret, you want to hear a secret? Sure. At the stadium. Uh, yeah, this is it. Okay. Some of those people, they were. They were still alive, Danny. They were going to dump them in the grave and then. Some of them would move. So I look at the supervisor and he pretend not to see so. So we pretend not to see what we did. We did and we buried them anyway. There were so many bodies, Danny. I know. No. How the hell did we get here? <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. And he falls asleep back again. They mm -hmm. grab the keys and the gun. They go back to the car. They try to start the car and yeah. they realize wrong set wrong of keys. set of keys and so brian he gets up he's angry he's walking he's, toward him he's very sweaty and why unstable. would you leave me yeah he's he's angry uh for them doing to him what he had just done yeah and kate his kate hands danny the gun yeah like, and she's like you know it. what to do yeah and uh danny shoots him yeah he's like you know, well brian's doing this whole thing he's like my brother i Taught yeah. him everything. Yeah, I and then so pop, pop, pop. Literally, yeah. like sort of passing it on. He's like, "I got you this far." Yeah. Now you got to go further. Now, now it's up to you. They, and they, I had to protect you from those realities. And and, and here's the, the 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 part that we were just discussing earlier. Yeah. Is they they burn his body, mm -hmm. and Danny takes off his mask with yeah. the smiley and the tongue, and yeah. burns that mask like right. he's no longer this that is naive. Not fun and games anymore. The, the symbology of it. Yeah. Symbology. I, I, I did write this symbolism. I did write this um, when Brian gets up and he's walking towards the car because uh -huh. he's got that limp and the way he looks, he's kind of walking like a zombie. 
was like <laughs> right yeah see like the like was, the dude in the car near the beginning of the film had a very like zombie like quality yeah. to him and so like i i think this is uh like that reviewer said this is closer to like a, like a zombie movie uh as it would ha- actually happen uh they kate and danny get in the car and right. they drive away and i have kind of the end clip it's not i, I didn't do the whole one but you right. kind of get a, like it's like a poem type of thing from it's, it's danny the, it's the thing he's saying because it's really it's cool because like when, when the sun rises and they get on the road yeah the weather is nice yeah and everything's beautiful and it's in stark contrast to all the events that have been happening that have led up to that yeah I drive and wait for a storm to come and wash us all away, but it doesn't. It's a beautiful day, and it shouldn't be a beautiful day. I wait. Nothing happens to me. And for the first time, I feel like I'm alone in the world. He kind of goes on with a little more, but it's mostly about him. They they pull up, they find the old um yeah, the old, the old hotel and you know he you know like he opens up where the shellfish used to be and there's like bug crawling on them and he has kind yeah. of a, and then it cuts to a video of, of Brian and Daniel mm-hmm. as kind of like adults probably before this happened them playing yeah. on the beach like yeah. they were as kids at the beginning yeah and that's really the end of the movie yeah it's, he gets to where he was going um and 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 like I was like I said before the clip the the weather is nice because it, it's sort of like is a fake out happy ending there is no happy ending. It looks like a happy ending. Yeah, but it's not. Because they get to where they're going. I kind of want to know the rest of the story. Yeah, and, like, and then his memory, like, invades his mind, and he, you know, he's kind of lost in that reverie. And so now, where do you go from here? And, uh, yeah, it's bleak. <laughs> it's a it's a bleak movie, but, I, th- I you know, we got to do a couple of those once in a while. Yeah, I suppose. Like and, I said, it really reminded me of Frozen. Like, just that. Yeah. That is really focused around. There was a, at least a, a final girl in that. Well, there's a final girl in this Yeah, too, a group of a people. Team. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 just like, I think, the movie Threads is great because, you know, it doesn't give you um, any satisfaction or any closure on it. It's just like, this is probably how this will go down. And, uh, and it might not have those, like, narrative beats that that makes it satisfying. But if you look at it from you know that perspective it's at least an enjoyable watch in that <laughs> frame kind of, of mind if you're in that headspace well we've been talking about the movie for an hour how about we hear from our critics ah uh, yes we return to the critics corner we do for some reason i don't have my critic music on here because uh, i may have deleted it um okay. but our first uh, one is from our voy pronto critic. Voy um very short one from him here it is It makes me sad just thinking about it. And that's it. <laughs> it's very <laughs> short from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do have Sam, our yes. new our new critic, and, and she was nice enough to to leave us a longer one. So yep. here we go. I'm glad. Um, so I guess I'm supposed to call and leave a review about the movie carrier. I feel like the movie had 
a lot of potential to be something great, and it was just mediocre. Um, there was there's a lot of filler, and when it was the interesting parts, it was interesting. There was also some pretty sad parts, and I feel like they could have done a lot more with the movie than they did. Okay, bye. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They could have yeah. they could have done a lot more with it, but I think what they did with it was yeah. uh, was pretty much what they were going for. Because I, I, yeah. I, I may, you know, maybe she'll have a different opinion. I mean, it's her opinion, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and thank you for contributing. We love yeah. uh, we love our our patrons. Before I rewatched this, I mm. was going to be like one duck. Before I rewatched yeah. it, because I was like, I remember it not being that good. Now that I watched it, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, Ducker. I'm sitting at three. It's, it's a solid three, um, yeah. just because sitting. And I love how any, every time we sit down and we talk about a movie, how my mind will change. Like, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. you know, because because you explore it, it a little more with like some in depth, yeah. uh, you know, thinkings. And yeah, I give it a three. In depth thinkings. In depth thinkings. <laughs> you got a lot of thinkings in there. I didn't sleep well last night. No, uh, there were a bunch of police out in front of my house. Oh, I saw your post. What happened? Out there? I don't know. Some <laughs> idiot across the street doing something stupid. All right. Never a dull moment in the cloud. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, I think that's uh, just about all I have. There oh, wasn't yeah. a whole lot of uh, extra really stuff or isn't. trivia to talk about this movie. I think uh, if you want to feel sad and you want something that's uh, you know timely and relevant to uh, today's world, yeah. albeit fictional, watch it. Uh, it's on. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I mean, Give it a you shot. You guys are watching so much stuff right now. Most likely, yeah. change it up a little bit. One of the biggest strengths of the movie, I think, is also the performances. I think everybody is like really affecting. That, that's why I really like Christopher Maloney. Yeah, like because uh, he's in it for such a small amount, but you could just he has a complete range in that. Absolutely. In in that short period get, of time, he's only in it for like fifteen minutes, and it's just. That's why I think I my mind changed about this movie. Well, I, technically, that's actually the first time I've watched this oh, movie. Oh, is it? Okay. So I, I, like, again, I've been, I was hovering over it for so long. Um, and a lot of the reviews I've heard are exactly as, as our, our, our critics have uh, <laughs> um, described. And uh, I don't know. I, I do. I, I tend to like a lot of bad movies anyway, or I see, I see the uh, redeeming qualities in movies that are otherwise considered not good. Uh, but I personally enjoyed it. It's only a three duck because I I I want to know more, um, and all those little details they like just give you give you little breadcrumbs. Quack 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 quack. Hey everyone, I'm Fish. I'm Josh. We are Duck and the Usher, and we here at Duck and the Usher are sponsored by the Copper Fox Tattoo Company in Kissimmee, Florida. They're out on West 192, and you can also find them on their social media, Facebook and Instagram, at Copper Fox Tattoo Company. And if you'd like to become a sponsor of the show, go to duckandtheusher.com and click the support the show link, and that'll bring you to our Patreon site, where for just as low as a dollar, you can be part of our Facebook group, and as high as $25, be a sponsor of this show. Well, let's get back to the episode. Yep. Yeah, man. That's uh, that's pretty much all I got. Thank you to our sponsors, to our patrons. Yeah, and everybody out there who who's turning in and listening. Uh, I I didn't really pick anything for next week. Uh, I have a couple ideas. Yeah, I'm to, sure we could talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll announce something for the next two weeks. Um, yeah. Don't forget, next week we'll be dropping a a, a bonus episode. This exploitation and new things Zach's uh, gonna be doing. Um, you know, so he'll be able to sit down and talk about things that he loves. And um, yeah. Other than that, guys. Or exploitation and cult movies, yeah. Uh, check us out in two weeks. Also, be sure to check us out on our 
social media sites are at Duck and the Usher on Twitter, at Duck and the Usher on Instagram. Our Facebook page is just Duck and the Usher. And then, of course, DuckandTheUsher.com if you uh, just want to check out our personal website. Yeah. Oh, and uh, by the way, if you'd like, go to amagicianprepares.com and you can listen to a few episodes of the interviews I did a couple years ago with some really famous guys and some discussions afterward. Um, So that's now on iTunes, Spotify, and all that jazz. All right. Well, thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Zach. Be healthy out there, guys. And uh, six feet away. Six feet. Six feet. Six feet. All right. Yeah, stay my ego away from everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you later, guys.